1: We're coming to you again from Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School, and I'm able to sit down with the head football coach at Crosby High School, who's a 5A Division I school now, Coach Jerry Prieto. So, Coach... Thank you for taking the time here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, this is an interesting time of the year. Uh, we've, we've done a lot of work through the summer, and ball's right around the corner. And you guys have had a lot of success here, being in the semifinals in 21, state finalist, uh, state final game in uh, 2020. Obviously, looking to take your team all the way through the season again and get into that last game and, and you know, winning it all. Uh, but that starts with camp. And, you know, while we always spend that time putting things in in spring, summer, all year long, it's it's that new season. It's that new start. And you want that day one of camp really to be that momentum now that starts you guys through the season. So, for you guys, what are the things you do as the head coach and, and together as a staff that you guys set up your team for success?
0: This will be year four for us. And so, the the seniors-to-be uh, were freshmen, so we've had them since they were freshmen. and. Man, those those kids are great kids. They're great leaders. They lead our team. They lead our summer, but we grind them pretty hard while we have them. We did four weeks in January, uh, in June. Took a week off. We did three weeks in July. Uh, we take a we do about an hour and a half workout, and then we do our hour of sports specific. And we have, any we have our junior high and high school all there together. We want our kids. You know, we're a single horse town, and um, our our kids grow up looking to be a Cougar one day. They grow up looking at those older kids and like, man, I want to be, you know, there's kids right now that are looking up, I want to be Kyron Miles one day. I want to be Braden Womack one day. And so, you know, we let those kids work together all summer. um, And we're going to grind them through July. And then we're going to give our older kids uh, that first week of August off because we'll start with our ninth graders August 1st and since we did spring football. And then we'll start with our 10th through 12th graders August 8th. So we'll give them that week from august 1st kind of off with some open weight room stuff but nothing real structured just to uh let their bodies rest a little bit and just kind of let that suspense build up as we head into the first day of practice on august 8th with our
1: older kids that's an interesting approach i mean it's uh i'm sure those guys are itching to get out there too right they they see see the communities around them they're out working, doing those things. I, I'm sure it builds that an, anticipation and maybe that excitement even more. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think so. You know, and, and like I said, when, when they're with us, you know, we're grinding them pretty hard and um, we're going to give their bodies a little bit of chance to rest. But just like you said, we're going to build that excitement and anticipation and, you know, we're going to hit the thing running from day one.
1: With working with the younger kids, I like that approach and you know we've we've talked on this this podcast with coaches who work in their younger kids their freshmen right in with the varsity guys and I do think it gives you the ability to get to know them and know what's coming up through your system Uh, how do you feel that's been an advantage for you guys in working this way
0: yeah you know I've been a part of multi-school districts and and been a part now of a single horse town and man to me it's a huge advantage and if you don't use that advantage and I think you know you're really missing the boat uh, when you have the opportunity to work with the junior high kids the way we do, and it just gives us the opportunity one to learn the kids' names and, and um, you know see the kids see the kids move, evaluate the kids as we're moving up, make try to make sure they're in the right spots, uh, you know position wise, offensively and defensively. You know we understand there's going to be a huge physical change from a lot of these kids from seventh grade to eleventh grade, but trying to get them in the right spots early on create some of that excitement, but also, too, getting them around those older kids and letting them see exactly how we work, let them uh, see how we're coached. You know, we're going to coach our, our, you know, all-state returning starter just like we're going to coach our incoming seventh-grade kid. And they get to be a part of that. They see that there's no favorites, that we're going to treat everybody the same, that our expectations are the same for everybody. And, you um, you know it's good for both of us and we're going to put our hands on them from the time we get them in seventh grade to the time they leave so
1: what does that install look like for the young guys that's starting on august 1st compared to what's going to happen with your older guys starting on august 8th yeah
0: you know our, our younger guys they're going to get um similar structure and in, in the sense of uh you know a practice and a lift but they're going to get, you know, offense on one day and then they'll get defense on the next and offense on one day and then defense on the next. So we'll focus on one side of the ball with them and put every single freshman, you know, they're going to Monday, first day of practice, August 1st, they're all going to work offense. So we'll meet with them before and we'll have about a 25, 30 minute meet. And then we'll go out and we'll have our hour and a half practice and then they'll lift after that and they'll get about a 30 minute lift in and then they'll go home and do it all again the next day, except they'll be on the different side of the ball. They'll play defense.
1: Looking at how your staff handles that, again, that first week compared to what's going to happen the the next week, is there any change in the the style that they're going to coach, especially knowing these are are brand-new kids to us in terms of, you know, they're coming into the high school now. Uh, We're going to learn to get to know them a little bit better. I know you said you're working with seventh grade, but, you know, looking at – how these younger guys coach to how these older guys are coached. What's the, the changes or differences you see there with how the staff handles that?
0: Yeah, we really don't coach them any differently. Um, we, we run the off-seasons with them in junior high. Uh, so they, they run, we run our off-season with our junior high kids just like we do with our high school kids for the most part. Um, it's a little bit condensed, but, but how we coach them, the, the pace and the tempo and the expectations, those get set in junior high and uh, we carry them forward and we don't really coach them any differently. Uh, our expectations are still the same of them. Uh, they've now they've been hearing the verbiage for for a year or two. And so uh, I think it's helped us out a lot and it's helped us to be able to do a little bit more with our lower levels than, than maybe some other people can do.
1: I know in talking to you before we clicked record here that there's a ton of value for you and everything that happens in the weight room that that's in an, an, a big component of your program yes, and sir. you just mentioned it starts in seventh grade it's a 7 through 12 program for you uh, for the varsity guys it's four days a week uh, and we'll get into it too that you guys actually do do a, a lift a little bit of a lift on game day as well but looking at and kind of going through that what that looks like 7 through 12 uh, the introduction to those guys, take them in junior high, those, those youngest guys, those seventh graders, what's the workout program look like for them so that they can start to prep to be, you know, the, the grown up Cougars? Yeah,
0: during the season, those kids, just because of schedule wise and everything, they're gonna get anywhere from two to four lifts a week during the season. Uh, in the off season though, they're gonna lift five days a week, just like we do with our older kids. Uh, half of the weight, the work is gonna be in the weight room. And the other half is going to be outside doing some type of agility work that kind of pairs with the work they're doing in the weight room. Uh, And then in the summer, we're going to do our four days a week. So the physical confidence that those kids are going to gain and the the body changes that a lot of them are making already is uh, pretty impressive to watch. We have some good kids in Crosby, good, hardworking kids. They want to be coached hard. They want to be pushed hard. And, you know, that makes it a lot more enjoyable. And uh, we're actually going to start this year uh, we've never done it before, and we're going to do a, a pre-athletics in sixth grade. And so we had kids pick either pre-athletics or, or regular P.E., and so there will be a little bit more involved with uh, the pre-athletics in sixth grade and teaching them, you know, proper technique and getting them dressing out and being held accountable for those things, all those things that we're going to expect when they show up in, in seventh grade, whether it's playing football or volleyball or you know whatever it, whatever sport they end up in.
1: so the the five day a week schedule um you know that's something seven through 12 that you do what's that look like in terms of uh, the amount of time you're spending on each day those five days of the week
0: we're about about 25 minutes in the weight room and about 25 minutes outside and then we will finish every workout with the 400 no matter what the workout is no matter and doesn't matter if they were started in the weight room or if they or end outside or whatever the case may be. Uh, We're always going to line up as a team and we're going to run a 400 at the end and they're going to know their time and uh, they're going to write the time on their chest. We wear just a plain white shirt in the off season and uh, when they get a better time, they cross out that time, they write another number and there's some other things we do with that shirt. But, uh, you know, we want to find out who we can count on in the off season You know when things are tough when they're dead tired who's going to go out there and push themselves as hard as they can in that 400 and it's not always about being you know the first one but did you give everything that you physically could have during that 400 well you're a kid that we can count on and we know then in the fourth quarter of a tough football game you're not going to quit on us
1: in terms of the the focus each day of of your off season those five day weeks what does it look like you know, Monday through Friday? And, and the, in general, the work they're going to do, the focus on that particular day?
0: You know, our, our strength coach is going to separate it into, you know, upper body, lower body days. We really, some of the lifts that we really focus on, uh, power clean, uh, front, front and back squat, deadlift, bench press. Uh, and then we'll have some auxiliary stuff that they're going to do. Uh, we're always going to work on hip flexibility every day and explosion every day. And so some of the auxiliary stuff they're going to do in the even in the weight room, uh, whether it's you know jumping over or jumping on plyo boxes or what that is, uh, we're going to work on a lot of flexibility stuff with our auxiliaries and a lot of explosion.
1: Moving into the season, then that becomes a four-day work week. So yes, sir. Lay out that four-day game week for us.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, Monday after practice, all our our kids are all going to lift. So our freshmen are going to lift. Our JV is going to lift after practice and our varsity is going to lift after practice. Tuesday is the same. The freshman, the JV, and the varsity will all lift after practice on Tuesday. Wednesday, uh, no one will lift. Thursday, our lower levels will lift because it's a game day for them. All our kids lift on game days. Uh, and then Friday, the the varsity will lift because it's a game day and our lower levels will lift and watch film from the night before. And then on Saturday we'll bring our, ki- our varsity kids back up and they'll, they'll have a lift session on Saturday.
1: The the game day lift. Yep. That's been around for some time. Uh, at one point or another, uh, when I was a head coach, we, we would do that uh, lift. I know at a couple of the programs I was at. Uh, that's uh, a little bit different. There seems to be always some uh, hands raised in the room, whether that's the meeting room with the coaches or the players, so uh explaining that and selling that so guys understand this is why we're doing this is how it works and this is where the advantage comes from
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you know when we first came in obviously they hadn't done it before and for us it was you know no matter who we play no matter what x's and o's are going on we want to be the the most physical football team on the field we want to be the toughest team on the field we want to be the most disciplined team on the field and so we we kind of took that approach with those guys to this game day lift hey your opponents aren't lifting right now. You know, we're, we're, we're tougher than the guys that we're about to play tonight. We're lifting right now, we're getting stronger, we're, we're gonna be more physical because we're gonna put the timing in the weight room. And we're not scared, we're not afraid to lift on game day. Uh, you know, we crank the music up and really the intensity of our game day lift really rivals uh, our off-season lifts. The kids have really taken to it. They've taken that mindset and, uh, man, they get after it. And if their teammates aren't getting after it, they go get after their teammates in the weight room. And, uh, you know, there's this a team accountability deal that that's going on that's pretty special.
1: At what time of day does that lift happen for That
0: is around uh, our, our fifth – our athletics period is usually around 11 o'clock.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of, okay, they have that lift, you want to make sure these guys – are recovered, fueled up, hydrated, et cetera? What, what kind of focus do you put on that to make sure those guys are doing those things?
0: Yeah, I think we we constantly talk to them about that during the week. You know, uh, if you're trying to hydrate and fuel your body on game day, well, then you're way behind. You know, this is something you've got to do each and every day, you know, when, when we're going to tear your body down. And, and your job is you've got to go make sure you hydrate, you got to go make sure you eat, you got to go do your schoolwork, and then you've got to get sleep and so you know you got to do all those things and you got to have your priorities in line because there's a big time commitment that it takes to be a champion and and to be successful in whatever you do it doesn't matter and so you've got to do those things starting on monday to make sure that you're good to go and your body's good to go on friday
1: so coach for you in uh, the time you started here you're, you're transitioning you were a 10 personnel team And like a lot of teams, you know, finding ways to add back in the tight ends, add in the fullbacks, uh, the kind of stuff that warms my heart for (laughs) sure. Uh, Talk to us just about that transition and, you know, why? Why now? What's been – what kept you from doing it before?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we hadn't really done it before uh, is we just didn't feel like we had some of those players when we first got here. We were just installing really – you know, first year is kind of the base offense uh, and really just trying to to master some of those plays and get really good at some of those plays at first. But we do feel like we have some kids right now. We have a a kid that's a senior to be that I think is gonna be really, really good in this role. And I think we have some younger kids in in all our grade levels coming up. And I just think it it adds uh, some versatility to what we do. We love to play fast. We love to be physical. We love to come at you and hit you in the mouth. Everybody that plays us knows that that you better be able to stop counter. We're gonna run a ton of counter, we're gonna run power inside zone, outside zone, along with all the other stuff that we do. But this just gives us, I think, another dimension. Uh, we have some kids coming up that are gonna be able to put their hand in the ground and play tight end. They're gonna be able to back off the line, play some H-back, and they're also gonna be able to spread out and be a receiver in a two-by-two two or a three-by-one situation. And so I just think it's gonna give us some, some big advantages where we can play fast, we can get in a bunch of different formations, you know, create some gaps uh, with the defense, maybe get some guys putting their hand in the dirt or up on the line of scrimmage that are you know used to playing off in space and getting into coverage. And So hopefully it's something that gives us an advantage here moving forward offensively.
1: Yeah, with with the players, you certainly start to look for those opportunities and build around them. But as you add them in, if you were a 10 personnel team, uh, you didn't necessarily have that tight ends, fullbacks, H-back type of coach how do you handle that transition is that a position you add or or is that add you know added to somebody else's responsibility
0: it's uh I've added it to mine and so I've taken over that tight end H-back position um and my playing career I played quarterback up until like my sophomore year of high school and then I played tight end and that's what I played in college so hopefully I can coach the position a little bit and uh but yeah that's what I've added to my I've added that one to my plate
1: yeah and it's you know there are those considerations because now we got to get those guys some time, an individual and those guys are usually those hybrid types you mentioned a guy who can line up as as uh, a guy with his hand in the dirt off the ball in the backfield or even split out as a number two and those hybrid guys you look in today's football uh there was a time where the tight end was just that that extra tackle who you know you threw 10 plus 10 on his 78 or whatever it was and now he's eligible but he really wasn't going to get the ball a lot now these guys have become so dynamic in our offenses they do provide an advantage especially because we've moved from that time where the the first page in a defensive playbook was lined up against a formation you know pro I formation and and then it transitions to the time where you usually see two by two spread is what that you know first page that base defense is lined up against.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, zone read and all that stuff, guys have gotten some pretty good plans for those over the years. You know, they've seen it a lot more now, and, um, you know, you do start to see where you start to throw a tight end in there, and guys haven't seen that as much, and some of the adjustments might not be as sound as they used to be um, just because, you know, there's a lot more 10 personnel and different things like that and people throwing RPOs and slinging out now screens and bubbles and everything like that. Uh, if the box is loaded and so uh, you know it's a little bit different something that we haven't done that much we, we did dabble into it a little bit last year and hoping to expand on it more this
1: year it, it becomes a situation too I think you find those hybrid athletes once you start using it you start to see more and more of those guys that guy who's a little bit bigger but he's still really athletic and and those guys translate to the other side of the ball too and you mentioned in your three safety defense that you do have your three linemen and that hybrid guy who can walk up to the line of scrimmage but it can also play out there in space and it's an advantage to have those types of guys right it makes your defense more flexible oh
0: yeah absolutely you know and it and it helps those kids get on the field and be some big time contributors for us but yeah the the more versatile a kid can be if he can go and play in different spots and be really effective in different spots it kind of opens up so much that you can do and you can kind of hide some of your deficiencies when you have some of those kids that can do a lot of different things like that
1: definitely, and you know flipping over to that the other side of the ball, uh, the three safety defense has definitely started to be something people are more and more interested in. I know in, in my work at Coach Tube, I start to see more and more resources being put up with the three safety defense yep. what What do you like about it uh, in? you know, defending today's offenses, and I, I'm sure, you know, at the high school level, you see more than spread. You're going to, at times, maybe see a wing T or an option team, or as you get into the playoffs, you know, you, you might line up against some things you didn't see all year long. So what do you like about it that gives you some advantages?
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, versatility, you know, versatility on how and where and who you can bring pressure with and from, uh, and also versatility in coverages. And you are starting to see a little bit more of it, but you still don't see a ton of it. Uh, our defense coordinator has been doing this for a long time, he's been running the three high safety stuff for a long time, and I think that's it. You know, when I started looking at it, we hired him last year as our defensive coordinator, Coach Poth, and when I was interviewing guys and looking at stuff on the board and had him up on the board and had some pretty extensive interviews, I started to think, you know, what would I do to try to prepare for this? And, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, it's an aggressive style of defense, so it fits our mold. You know, uh, we coach aggressively, we play aggressively. We're in off season. Everything that we do, we want to do fast. We want to do aggressive. You know, we go for it a lot. Uh, we try not to punt very much. We go for two. We do all these things. So that defensive system that he brought, the three high safeties, the pressures, and all those things, it just really fit our whole mold as what we want as a whole program
1: in your decisions to go for it more what kind of things do you look at both I guess in in planning for a game and knowing like here might be our situations this week uh, versus also those things that just come up and maybe that even that feel for it or I don't know if you you put some kind of analytics behind it even if they're the simplest what for you helps you make those decisions on let's be aggressive and go
0: you know I think part of it is just kind of that mantra that we we instill in our kids you know we're gonna go out and we're gonna be tough and we're gonna go out and win games we're not gonna be afraid to lose games and I think it's just a mindset and when you want the kids to do that then you have to coach that way as well and a part of it too is man we just freaking hate to punt we hate sending a punt team out there and you know if there's any chance and Sometimes we kind of go into the game and uh, we we tell the kids, we're like, we're we're not going to punt this week. You know, we're going to go for it any Defense, you need to be ready. You need to be ready at any point. You know, we could be fourth and 15. We're backed up at our own 10. We're going to go get it, and we're going to go for it. And uh, if somehow we don't get it, you know, y'all need to be ready to come in and get a stop and at least hold them to a field goal or get a turnover. And, uh, you know, our kids have really bought into that, and, and sometimes you can probably – you know, I'm sure we have some critics in the stands that are like, what are these guys doing? But, you know, it just kind of fits the whole mold of our program and right. what we're we're trying to establish with these kids and what we have established with these kids.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Kevin Kelly at Pulaski Academy in Arkansas made it popular, and you see people – I've seen people try to do that. Live in games where I've I've been at watching high school ball in Ohio or on TV, et cetera. And I think you hit the nail on the head in saying that, doesn't matter what the people in the stands think. Might have you know matter if an administrator doesn't understand what's going on? Well, that's that's another conversation. But your guys believing in that, knowing, hey, this is just the game we play. This is how we do it. Yep. This is the decision that was made. We didn't execute on. Oh, now we got to go on D, with your guys, and instilling that as you you got to Crosby. Uh, I'm sure that was a change. You know, I think a big part of it, uh,
0: and it it took a little while for us per se, was a big part of that is this is the way you run your off season. You know, or, or are you going to have an off season where kids are comfortable and kids are kind of just going through the motions and they're okay with just getting through a workout? Or are you going to have an off season where you're pushing your kids to the limit and past what they think they can do? you're developing leaders with your, your upperclassmen, you're putting them in uncomfortable situations, you're, you're having them where they're having to overcome adversity, they're having to be successful at things when they're, they're really, really tired, they don't feel good, they're sore. So if you're doing those things and teaching them how to adapt and to overcome and come together as a team and a family in the off season. Then, then they're much more apt to be successful at those things when they arise in the fall.
1: Do you guys work situations in practice where you're simulating that? Where you guys, hey, we didn't get it on fourth down. You're backed up. Here's yeah. You got to stop them on these three plays or whatever you give
0: them. Yes, sir. We work a ton of situations, and uh, we work a ton of situations in spring ball. And so we'll go back over the, through the year and we'll look at you know what situations did we not handle very well we make sure that we hit all those in live situations in spring ball and we'll also go back and look at some of the situations that we did good we'll do those in spring ball too some but we're going to make sure we get it all filmed and we teach through all of it hey this is why we didn't handle this situation very well in the fall and this is where it hurt us in games we'll go through it we'll correct the mistakes and hopefully we do a little bit better in the spring but even if we don't you know get it on film look this is why it hurt us in the fall this is why it's still hurting us here's what we have to do to be successful at and then we'll come back to it later on in the spring if we're still struggling with it
1: yeah I know we we all like to use a template of what our practice week looks like and there's always that value in, in providing that routine but in in looking at that do you apply that kind of um, you know situational correction periods of stuff that you feel like hey this last game these things didn't go well this is going to be the focus this week?
0: Yeah it can be yeah and it, you know when you're in the season we have a general structure but we're also going to have some things that are going to be you know game plan specific correcting mistakes that we made and that's why we really like to play uh, you know some of the best teams in the state and our non-district schedule no matter how it comes out for us because we're going to figure out you know what we're good at we're gonna figure out what we're not good at and we really want to figure out what those deficiencies are weeks one and two as opposed to weeks 11 weeks 12 weeks 13 in the playoffs
1: right well, coach, you've you've uh, shared some incredible stuff with us here today certainly packed this episode with some information but uh, last question is in, in looking at all you do as a coach on and off the field what's the one thing you do that gives your guys the winning edge
0: you know I think and and not just me but our staff and my wife too you know this is a whole family thing is I think the the biggest thing that we have done is really create a true family atmosphere you know these kids know that we love them they know we're here for them Uh, they know they can call us at any time if they're dealing with any issues they know they can come to us we have them over at my house for meals I know other coaches have them over at their house for meals you know, uh, some of the kids, you know, if we go for somewhere for a day, you know, it's a player that comes and watches my dogs and takes care of the house and everything. And, um, you know, my kids have a, a incoming eighth grader and incoming sixth grader. They've grown up in a field house, and they know every single player. And my wife's up there all the time when she's not working, and we do different leadership stuff with them. But uh, and it, it's just a whole communal atmosphere that myself and my wife and our coaching staff and that we've tried that we've created here and uh, you know they've really taken to it and um we're a tight-knit group and uh you know I think that makes it to where our kids they don't play for themselves they don't play for stats they're not playing for stars they're playing for the guys next to them and when we get into the playoffs they're playing so that those seniors careers aren't ending you know they're playing so they can have one more week together with their brothers and and it's made it a pretty special ride for us
1: it's uh definitely been great to sit down and talk with you here i'm sure we have some guys who want to follow what you're doing maybe connect with you in the off season what's the best way to do that
0: you know probably uh email i'm on twitter i don't i have no clue what my twitter Uh, handle is i'll find it and we'll put that there you you go go. so (laughs) i got yeah i I am on twitter uh but the email twitter a lot of guys have my number just give me a call and You know, we had some coaches out in spring ball, and they came by and just spent some time and watched spring practice and meetings. And we go visit some people, too, and we're always trying to figure out, you know, what's a better way to do something, what's a more efficient way to do something, how can we improve on what we're doing or how we're coaching. And so we're always looking to improve ourselves. So, you know, uh, nobody invented anything that they're doing. We're all taking it from other people and trying to, to make it better, so we're always open.
1: Well, I appreciate you taking some time out here at Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School. Uh, Congratulations to being named on a 40 under 40 by Dave Campbell football uh, here in Texas. And certainly best of luck to you and the Crosby Cougars in 2022.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Coaches, be sure to check out our show notes for some related content here to this episode. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.